1: Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, very special guest, former ECW World Tag Team Champion, former WBN ECW Superstar. is the current ISPW World Champion, Danny Doring, formerly known as, and of course now known as the Superstar, Danny Morrison. Danny, what's going on? How you doing?
0: I'm good, man. Good to see you. Sort of. I know I'm a little dark here, but I'm trying to, just trying to drive home from a little football practice. But uh, good to be here.
1: How's everything going, like, in in your world? I know, obviously, ISPW World Champion. You're the superstar. What's going on?
0: (laughs) Yeah, not much, man. Just uh, enjoying wrestling again for the first time in a long time. And uh, just doing my my day-to-day coaching football all over the place and, you know, trying to train and just keep myself in the best shape I could possibly be in for – for this wrestling gig, man, just trying to prolong his career and hold on to this uh, as long as as long as long as I can.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, and it seems like this is like a new uh, chapter for you, or a new reincarnation of you as Danny Morrison as a superstar.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little something, a little twist, uh, invigorating and uh, refreshing, and making wrestling fun again for for the first time in a long time. Where I don't have to really operate within, you know any kind of restrictions or anything so it's actually been a the last several months have been a real fun ride for sure
1: pretty cool because i'll see you pop up on a virtual signing that you're not supposed to be on and you'll invade it you know what i mean like the one with nunzio so you are kind of doing whatever you want to do
0: yeah i mean you know if i'm going to be in the area and uh nunzio is going to talk his smack then i'm gonna i'm gonna check him on it or or whoever else happened to be there gene snitsky and you know, I, I'm uh, I'm having fun, man. I'm doing the version of myself that uh, I used to be as a youngin that I, that I had to get away from when I was playing a character. So, uh, like I said, man, wrestling's fun again, especially when you compete yourself.
1: Of course, ISPW on 325 will be in Tottawa, New Jersey. Information and tickets are available at ISPWWrestling.com. What do you think about the show coming up? The big one in Tottawa.
0: I'm excited, man. Another... Uh, Another title defense, another win. Uh, I'm just waiting to see who's going to be able to take this thing from me. I don't see anybody on the active roster now, so I don't know. Well, it, it's, it, it's a stretch. I might have to retire with this thing.
1: Then you got Justin Carino, right? I mean, he's he's kind of the, the next man up, uh, so to speak. No chance for him, I guess?
0: No, 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 no. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. He's not even marketable as a champion. I looked apart, I talked apart. I am the part you know I'm I'm a superstar I do you know I, I am what I, I I say what I am I am what I am um you know like it, it's I I could be marketed as a I'm the one getting interviews nobody's calling up to, to talk to him nobody's putting him on bus open radio with my good friend Dave LaGreca. in fact I think he's a a, a ghostbuster I'm not really sure how that's even marketable that's a that's I believe it's copyright so it's not even know how you
1: can. Right, true,
0: but that's just me.
1: Like you said, you're going on LaGreca, you're doing all this other, you know, we busted open with LaGreca, you're doing all this stuff. You're kind of making uh, ISPW your own. You know what I mean? You're kind of branding it as your own league here. Like
0: I, like I, like I, I had told Tommy Fierro when I won the championship, I said I'm going to take this thing to heights it's never seen, and I think this is like the. Uh, fifth incarnation or third or fourth of ISPW and the title's never seen uh the heights as it's seeing right now under my under my uh, ownership so it's uh it's good for Tommy Fierro it's good for ISPW and it's good for the superstar and uh you know it's just good for wrestling to have a champion like myself holding a title in it once again.
1: What's going on with you? Obviously and I said
0: Maven? that would absolutely Maven's uh you know one of those things where we just kind of Saw each other in the locker room, started chopping it up, and came up. Uh, Tommy Fierro came up with an idea. He said, "Hey, you know, you guys look like you're getting along, man. Why don't we put you guys together and see what's what?" And I said, uh, "You know, it's a good idea, and I think the chemistry actually pretty worked. Uh, works pretty well. Me and my uh, my posse out there is uh, coming together. It's been actually a lot of fun, and and it feels like we've been doing it for a long longer than we have. It's just kind of a natural thing. It's working real well."
1: seems like some pretty good chemistry do you guys know each other from the wwe days
0: no not at all in fact uh wow we met we met we met for the first time at the ispw shows um i'm not even sure that we were in the locker room together when i was there i'd have to check on that but i don't i don't think i think we met for the first time in an ispw locker room
1: oh wow didn't realize that with like Kind of going back to WB days, and you mentioning that you haven't felt this way in many, many years. Was that one of the things where WB maybe zap some uh, passion from you? Did they take away some of your uh, your love of the business, love of the game?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of guys, it was, you know, they, didn't, they weren't going to see anything in us. And they didn't see anything in me personally, no matter what idea I pitched. And they weren't going to, it just wasn't going to happen there. Um, and and it's it's uh it's sad because that was that your your childhood goal as you know as a kid to to kind of get in there and be a WWE wrestler and once you achieve that goal it's almost as if it's the worst part of your career uh, and then after that just you know doing the independence for a while wasn't as much fun because of you know you're just basically just going on a tour and a stout tour and putting guys over and you know. Going through the motions—it's just not as—it's not as much fun. So uh, now, all of a sudden, I'm having fun again. I'm really enjoying myself, and it's just been—it's been a wild, fun ride. I'm sorry—I'm—I'm pl- I'm getting myself a little juice here. I'm going to power myself up here.
1: With that though, like the goal is to make it WB. they just don't listen. Even if you pitch ideas, they don't care. Like, what's like, what is the problem? I just
0: don't think that the I just think that the ECW guys weren't going to be weren't going to be. We were just ushering their vision of what ECW should have been. That's just my opinion on it. Um, You know, and I, I just think that. You know it's it, it is what it is, you know, it's business, and that's you know, they just weren't they just didn't see it in us, they didn't see it in me. And they like said, No, no ill will, or I don't, I don't, I don't use that as it doesn't, I don't wake up every day with that. Like, I let a lot of stuff go a long time ago, so I don't have any of that, but it just wasn't there. Uh, and 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 you know, in the creative process, they're creative people whose job is to be creative and find creative things for people to do. Um, they just didn't see it, so I got the old we're going in a different creative direction, whatever that means. And, you know, you have two choices there. You can kind of pick up the pieces and figure out your life or you can kind of, you know, just kind of sit in the muck and, and, and live in that. And I I decided a long time ago to uh, just kind of pick up the pieces and, and put myself back together. And and, uh, I've been pretty successful since then. So again, I don't hear, I don't hold any ill will, but you know, it wasn't exactly the uh,
1: shining part of my career either. So. How would you get in there to begin with? Is that like a Paul Heyman thing? Does he bring you in? Uh, Tommy Dreamer hired me. Um, so,
0: like, I guess when they brought back ECW to WWE, it was one of those things where they were going through guys that could literally still, uh, you know, that could be good hands. And I, I guess my name came up, and I got the call from Tommy Dreamer when I was sitting in the park one day. And it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool moment to be hired and, uh, to be, to get that call from one of my, one of my best friends in, in, in the business and, and in life. So, but yeah, um, you know, it was a bunch of us brought in and, and, and a bunch of us let go at the same time
1: really. So. Did you think like, Oh wow, bring an ECW back. Or did you think like, I don't know about this, bring an ECW back. You know what I mean? Like what was the, what was the feeling on that?
0: Oh, uh, at first it was like, this is awesome. You know, like you, you, you're bringing ECW back, and, and the way it was described, it was going to go to all the same towns and the same buildings. But you find out pretty quickly that that wasn't the plan, and they had their own kind of version of, you know, like uh, a third brand of bringing their developmental guys in. And we were used to fit, we were phased out, and used to get those guys over. So, like I said, it, it's that's the nature of the business. It is what it is. Um, but at the same time, like you know, it was. I don't know if I had a uh, if I what my what my idea of what it was going to be, um, but at the same time, it's just one of those things where it just it just was what it was. It was a business decision. and We were brought in to kind of shuffle shuffle in the new guys and and get those guys over and get phased out, and that's that's just what it was. But again, a period, a a, a, a chapter in the in the book, but a chapter nonetheless. So, like again, nothing, uh, no big deal, no ill will. Just, uh, just kind of picked myself up, licked the wounds,
1: and, and and
0: made myself a better person.
1: Did they ever promise you anything or tell you anything or n- nah. none of that kind of stuff?
0: Nah, no promises were made. It was just, you know, uh, me and Rogue were put together. We were sent down to their OVW system at the time to kind of get re. I guess, retrained or re-associated with how they do tag team wrestling. And then once we got to that main roster, we, we did a few a few loops together, then they separated. And then once that happened, you know, we were never, it just wasn't the same. We were just, like I said, just just there to get some guys over and and be, uh, and be moved out.
1: Did you think like, okay, like Paul Heyman is there, like he could do something, he's got a voice, or were you thinking like, eh, Paul doesn't really have any power either at this point, you know, as far as like the booking of ECW?
0: Uh, I believe he did have some power. I don't know that for sure. Um, But again, I I don't, I didn't, I don't have a, I didn't have a relationship with him like that where I expected him to uh, nurture, take care of, or any of those things it wasn't like, you know, I again, business. Then he was you know what his power was at the time, so uh, you know, it, again, it just it's 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 not his. It was it was you know ultimately Vince's decision on those things. I would imagine or whoever else, but like I don't have any like any really knowledge or who had the actual final say in any of that stuff. And again, n- none of it really matters either way
1: what was the relationship like with Paul Heyman just in general? Did you guys always, you said not really had a relationship, but did you get along with Paul or what did you think about Paulie?
0: Uh, I, like I, I think he's a, uh, a very creative mind for the business. He's doing what he's, you know, he's, he's where he is right now. He's, you know, he's one of the most influential managers of, of all time. And you know, in, ECW, he was open to ideas, and suggestions, and uh, and 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 all those kinds of things. And uh, in WWE, I didn't really deal with him much, if if at all.
1: Going back to ECW, you were part of the original house of hardcore. The training, right, with Taz and, and Perry Saturn. How'd you kind yeah. of break in with them and with those guys?
0: Well, that was a uh, you know they had started their school, and I had seen the. Um, I had seen the uh, ad on their television at the time and I uh, I went in and did the uh, I went in and did an interview. And at that time you did an interview with Taz Saturn to see if they even accept you to be a student. And I passed that and then I started training a week later. I would take the uh, Long Island. After a while it was too hard for me to do that because I was getting beat up so bad so I actually would have to um, take a train from New Jersey to Manhattan, from Manhattan to, um, to Long Island. So it was like a three and a half hour trip there, three and a half hour trip back, three and a half hours or four hours of training, uh, a couple of days a week. To, <laughs> looking back on it, I'm not sure how I how I pulled it off, but uh, but I
1: did. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, man, why the hell did I do that? But obviously, the love of the game, the love, the love and passion for the business at that point was pretty high.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not good at quitting things either. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it was a lot harder f- mentally, believe it or not, and physically. Physically, it was it was hard and grueling. But I was an athlete, so I was used to all that kind of stuff. So, but the mental, uh, the mental aspect of 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 trying to pick yourself up and get out there and, and all all kind of thing, and you know, the road. And, you know, you're not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed a spot. Uh, was was tough too because you weren't really making money. So you were sleeping in a ring truck. You were sleeping on park benches, rest areas, wherever we could find a place to lay down. So I mean that 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 all those kinds of things were, I, I guess, in what we would call paying dues. Is um, it was was the hardest part for me. It was the mental, financial kind of burden breaking in more more so than physical not not to downplay the physical because that was tough too but the uh the the just trying to trying to survive um financially and and and, and mentally was was a lot tougher than, than anything else
1: what was it like with taz and saturn as far as that interview because that's got to be odd those two as like the interviewers and you know you with a resume <laughs> kind of thing you know coming in it's got to be odd
0: yeah, yeah, no, it was tough. It was it was intimidating, because, you know, Taz did most of the talking, and Perry just kind of looked at you, you know what I mean? He just kind of stared you down, and it was really intimidating. I remember Cronus coming in, and Cronus acted like Cronus. It was like, it wasn't like, act, it wasn't a gig, he was just kind of all over the place crazy, and I was like, okay, uh, well, I guess well, I guess we'll try to say, I guess it's a good way to weed out some of the other guys, you know, the interview process, you know what I mean? Right. So... You know, but it was it was definitely intimidating. But like I said, once I got once I got started getting uh, my feet wet, I I I was I was really into what I was doing.
1: With kind of all the training and and breaking in, who's the main trainer? Is it just Taz and Saturn, or the other guys too?
0: It was Taz guys. I did most of my training actually with Saturn. Um, because a lot of guys in my classes started quitting. So I was stuck with, uh, one-on-ones at Saturn for a long time. And, um, and, but there was other trainers, like there was always guest trainers. Uh, Saturn was there, per, uh, Taz and Perry were the main guys. Baba and Mikey Lurik were there, uh, every day. And then you had Devon came in, Timer came in, little Guido came in, you know, you had Spike Dudley there, Crash, Holly, or Aaron O'Grady at the time was, was there a lot. Um, so you always had guys there, big Dick Dudley. I mean, so you, you were, you were, once you got to an advanced level at that school, you were rolling around with a bunch of guys on the active roster, which made the transition to wrestling a lot easier.
1: Were they hard on you? Were they stiff on you and snug or were they kind of cool and easy oh, absolutely. to work with? No,
0: no, 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 absolutely. They would. you you would do shark bait, which was, you would be five to seven minutes in the ring with four or five guys without being able to take out, and they could take it out until you blew up. Uh, there was – cardio was the um, – you know, the, the, we did steps on the bench. We did steps on chairs. We did squats with guys that were the same size as us. It was grueling and brutal, and once you got in the ring with those guys, it was – you know, you understand, like, it's hard in 2022 to, to really – uh put it out there as as it were but we didn't we didn't get terms we didn't know what the word work we didn't know what the word cave we didn't know any of these at school so you're talking about you know we wrestled in the school and wrestling and shoot for uh you know months before we started to work to do the one if there was one weakness in the school in my training was I didn't I didn't really learn how to sell until later, because if we were on the ground selling it was weak. We had to get up. It was always get up, get up, get up. So that was the thing I didn't learn to sell a lot when I should have. But it was a lot of so it was a lot of it was very stiff. So um, yeah, so the, the training itself was you know like I said there was four graduates um, and of I don't know at least a thousand people came in and out of those doors. Wow. Um, so you know, it was, um, definitely, um, definitely grueling, but, um, but like I said, man, it was, it, it, it really was a good, I, I can't complain the way we were trained. You know what I mean? It really, it really gave us a very good, um, um, understanding of the business. And again, we, we got the rub because we didn't, we were working out with, you know, guys that had been in the business for years and in other companies and, so, like we, we were really we were really blessed that way, but it was it. I don't know that a school like that could function in two thousand twenty two for sure. Too tough. Nobody would be able to handle that. I mean, I, it, it was. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would say that probably, definitely too tough
1: for sure. Absolutely. I feel like, um, I don't know, those are like the, the way it should be. But I know it's, the times have changed yeah. where where we you can't do it. But I feel like that's the right way to go about it and get into the business. Well, you know, I think the business probably has evolved
0: a little bit, too. It's not the same business that it was when I broke in. or And and, and, and I'm sure that when I broke in, guys before me, you know, the Johnny Rods errors, you know, when Dreamer and Taz and all those guys broke in it was a lot harder then than it was for us. And then before them, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's been, it's just a different, it's a different animal now, the wrestling business uh, in general. So like I said, I don't, it's like, uh, it's like judging like um, today's baseball people, like a a Yogi Bear or Mickey Mantle. I don't think they could play in today's era. You know what I mean? Just because of just advancements and nutrition and training and, and everything else. I just think it's two different,
1: two different animals altogether. If they even play at all, it looks like it might not. They might not even play. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Greedy bastard!
0: Yeah. I tell you, I'm not a Greedy. huge baseball guy anyway. So, I mean, I can go to a game. I can sit at a game, but I can't. I'm not. I'm, I can't sit and watch TV. I, it just, – will put me to sleep.
1: I used to be a big fan. I don't know. Slowly but surely, they've got me. I don't. I'm just bored with it. And then if they don't play, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I'm moving on. I could watch a playoff game. I could watch, you know, I could watch the series and stuff like that, but I can't do, I can't do, uh,
0: I can't sit and watch like a, a Wednesday night game in the middle of the season. I just, it just, I have no interest in sitting through nine innings of that. I can't do it. I know, you, uh, obviously, uh, you're
1: a big football guy. You're big yeah, yeah. Guy. Football, yeah. Football,
0: I could watch all day. I'll, I'll watch all the USFL, I'll watch the XFL, I'll watch it all. Yeah, give me, give me, give me. Uh, I can't really get too much into Canadian football league too much. I, that, that, but I will if it's on. I will watch it. Is USFL to start yet, or is it's, I know it's coming back? The draft just they just had the draft last week, so okay. I don't know when they're exactly bringing it back. But it's definitely they definitely had a draft. I think Paxton Lynch just went in the sixth round, which is kind of funny because my wow. Cowboys tried to get him in the first round a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're you're uh, you're <laughs> now a leaguered he, Cowboys. Yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. Now he's a six round pick in the XFL, uh, USFL, which is hysterical to me. But. And it looks like the XFL is working with the NFL for, I guess, maybe as a feeder league or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, like um, if you can't, you know,
0: if you can't beat him, join him. and everybody's been trying to beat him for years, so it, it ain't, it's I don't know, I don't know that anybody's gonna be able to even knock on that door in the next century. So I don't know
1: why bother. What do you think about Cowboys like moving forward? Do you want to get rid of him. McCarthy? What do you think? I think they're, I think it doesn't, I, I might as well just keep him. I don't know. You know, I know
0: Cowboy fans will say, well, he can stay there for a year and then get Sean Payton next year. But let's be honest, they're in cap hell. And it's going to be a rough haul to try to get
1: out of that. Like it just is. Seems like, Zeke for that much money was uh, I don't know a mistake. Obviously, you got you got Amari Cooper, but then you have the other receivers. You're gonna have to pay like CD Lamb. Then they overpaid on Dak. I mean, they're you're right. They're in cap hell.
0: In eighteen, in eighteen, um, which we call it eighteen million. Ca- Zeke's an eighteen million dollar cap hit or something. Wow. Yeah, and then you got Zeke. You got um, Demarcus Lawrence is a uh, like another twenty. Dak's forty. Mari Cooper's twenty five. It's yeah, it's gonna be pro. I don't know who they're gonna they're gonna. It's just just I don't I just don't see how they're gonna be able to compete in the next two or three years. I just don't. And I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm a, I'm the only one that's realistic. I have to fight. I fight more Cowboy fans than I do anybody else.
1: They think that it's all uh, sunshine and rainbows. Every year's our year. Yeah, and I'm like, nope, not
0: gonna happen. I'm not that guy either. I think he's. I just don't think he's gonna be. The, he's not gonna be the guy. But. God bless their hearts, these cowboy fans. They almost make me want to be a cowboy hater,
1: but I can't because I'm a cowboy fan. But I just can't. I just
0: can't. I can't get through to them. You can't get through to
1: them. I'm a big Giants fan, so every year I just wait for them to fail, and I just, I just wait for it, wait for it, and then it's because I know it's going to happen. You know, I selfishly do too, and not for
0: the reason you think. Just hmm. because I'm a Jersey guy, so if they tank early, those season, those tickets get really cheap by the time the Cowboys come to town. I can, I. I can usually get uh, lower deck. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I can usually get lower deck pretty good if if, if, nice. if they good start taking it. Yeah. If they're, if they're six and 10 by the time or five and you know, whatever, or four and whatever, I can get tickets pretty cheap over here. Somebody's, somebody's giving them up.
1: I mean, the giants are horrible. I love the giants, but I mean, they're horrible. They've been worse than the Jaguars for the last like five years, which is like utterly embarrassing, but Cowboys always, they, they have some way to screw it up. Always. The Cowboys
0: do. And, and the giants, they just, they never really got that offensive line going and they wasted They're going to they're wasting a generational talent like Saquon Barkley. I think, you know, and I don't know what what you got that Galladay. I don't know how much they said he made. They said he made like more money than the WNBA and some other league combined. (laughs) And he didn't score one touchdown. It was something like that. Everybody in the WNBA and then there's a whole other sports league. He
1: makes more than all the players in those leagues combined and hasn't scored a touchdown. And the number one receiver on the team had, he, and he, which is supposed to be him, he had like thirty receptions. He was awful. Oh yeah. man, he was terrible. I mean, you know, you have no offensive line either. That's been really bad
0: for you. And and and, but I don't hate Daniel Jones. A lot of people hate. Him. I don't think he's that. I I really don't. I really don't think he's that bad. I just think he's not. You know, when you, I don't know, when you start changing the firing coordinators and changing the offense, and you know, your you're, Saquon Barkley has been out, and you didn't really have any really i don't know i just i don't think he's the problem everybody else does but as a guy looking at it's it more of a realist who watches football like i don't i don't see it the way a lot of other people do but i think that daniel jones is not the problem but i don't think you have a quarterback a big quarterback draft this year either so i don't really know how you you know how you uh how you go to the draft to find out you might have to try to find somebody in free agency if you want to replace him but again who's that you know who are you going to go after case keenan
1: right or you're going to have to trade for Russell Wilson. You're probably going to have to give up one or two of those first round picks you got or both or both. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, and, and, and then you're getting a guy in the back end at that point. Yep. And with no offensive line. No, yep. that's just me. I don't know. And they We're, were, way, we're kind of, way off tangent now. Yeah. I was going to say, they're talking about <laughs> Kyler
1: Murray getting traded and all this other stuff. I was like, I don't know about him either. So or just going back to baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's gonna play shortstop again or that's whatever what the they, hell he was that, that was yeah. ready, made. He wants fifty or
0: forty five million a year or something like that. But that's gonna be the going rate anyway, right now, for, for quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Yep. Gonna,
0: they sent they they reset that market. That's just what it is. Just like when Zeke reset the market for running backs and 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 he got his money, but now it's gonna hurt the team. So and for a guy who who needed an extra game to get a thousand yards. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Sure. I'm not, yeah, I just don't see it. I, well, we may win the division, and that
1: that'll be about it. If 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 we get that far. Back to wrestling, though. Back yeah, to the sorry. back to the important thing. Your first match in ECW, it's against Taz, right? So mm-hmm. that's kind of your your debut, your foray into ECW. What did you think about that? Just because he's your trainer, but also, I mean, obviously he's Taz too. So pretty good first match. Um. Yeah, it kept changing. <laughs> it went from Taz to Bubba to Devon
0: to Cronus to Mikey back to Bubba and then to Taz so that they kept switching it like you know so I'm like you know I'm already nervous and and there's really no way to you know but like I guess it would have been a little bit easier if I knew all day but it kept changing almost every every like rest stop we stopped we and this is we didn't have cell phones we had calling cards so we we were them, and it kept changing. but when we got to the building it was finally nailed down his Taz and, and and you know that's a pretty um that's a pretty big it's a pretty stuff tough, tough debut even though I've been in a ring with him a million times but in front of people is a whole different animal and you know not wanting to screw that match up. So I mean yeah it was uh definitely definitely a uh an amazing way to break in. But um you know it's hard because you don't want to you don't want to screw up in front of them too. And and I did. <laughs> you know I botched a I botched a I botched one spot and I went for. I was supposed to be a backdrop. I don't know what I did. I did like a sunset flip, and then he close my head off. And then we went T-bone suplex, cut to Hajime, and I tapped. But you know, first 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 matches go, it was nerve-wracking, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't the debut that I wish I I would have had. I wish it would have been a lot better than that. And I had like zero emotion because I was completely like like stone face walk into the ring and not like in a not in a I'm ready to go way like like almost like i have no personality or charisma or anything face like totally <laughs> psyched out yeah like, you know like in a tyson opponent like you know like yes, yes. Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. know just you know that was that was yeah so it's pretty if if you ever get footage of it it's it's pretty uh it's pretty uh it's not pretty at all in fact
1: not even a little bit what was the gimmick that they were giving you like to start? Were, were you doing a quote unquote boring gimmick, or like they didn't even give no, you? A gimmick? No, I at mean, first I would do, first we were just team Taz. So we go out there and then and then I would
0: do some ref stuff too, where I would get bumped. So you least at least getting a feel in front of the crowd. The team Taz thing was good for that, getting a feel for the crowd and getting in front of crowds, uh getting bumped, you know, doing a bump and ref thing helped too. Um, but like there's really no substitute to getting out there. So in the beginning it was just just me using my name, my regular name. And, and then uh, just, you know, just basically just going through the motions, you know, taking everybody's stuff and getting fit. It wasn't until uh, several months later, they came up with the boring gimmick or changed my name, Doring all And then came up with the boring gimmick and roadkill. The time was wearing like, he was a Creek Walker or some kind of weird backwoods creep wearing a brown and black outfit. We, you know, so it was like, it wasn't even, it didn't really come together for us for almost two years. To 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 the Danny Doring and Roadkill gimmick, it took a while. So we were just doing shots here. We barely worked as a team, um, if if at all, and if it was, it was just you know open and match stuff on, on on B shows. But we didn't work every every night with ECW. We would do the ring, but we didn't work every night. If we worked one or two nights, two nights out of a four night loop, that was a lot. That first year. So were you being paid like ring crew and wrestling? Were you doing both? Ring crew, yes. Uh wrestling only when we wrestled. So there were legit there were there were months where I didn't come, I was on the road for three weeks. And there were months where I only made about $150 a weekend. You know, so it was, you know, the bright spot to that was the ring crew stuff was paid for. So our trans was paid for via the ring truck and one hotel room. Um but a lot of us we all didn't fit in the room so a lot of us sometimes we just slept in the truck you know what i mean or in the back of the truck or wherever so you know, it was definitely
1: definitely gut check time that first year for sure when you're driving the truck are you thinking like okay i'm, I'm not really a part of ECW or are you think you're more part of ECW because you're driving the truck you know what i mean like are you thinking like i'm not a wrestler i'm I'm a ring crew like what was like the thought process
0: no we were we were we were wrestlers first ring ring people second you know so we were. you know it wasn't like uh we we weren't the top of the chain but we were a very important part of the process you know like you know we, we did we did pay-per-view setups you know we were doing yep. things that probably should have been done by a union or <laughs> like you know we were hanging stuff from rafters like banners and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff we, were, we, we set up those buildings man that was all that was a five six man crew you know what i mean that was it so you know, like we were an integral part of the of, of the process, and, and and everybody in the back made us feel as such. So it wasn't like, you know, you always have some bad apples, but at the same time, like the, everybody made us feel like we were part of of the family of the production of 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 those three letters the whole entire
1: time. Who was the on the ring crew with you? Like, yeah, as far as the UCF, if, you guys. Oh, the the
0: names did the, the names changed, but at first it was uh, me, Chris Chetty, Roadkill. Uh, Mikey and Spike Dudley, Bill Wiles came in a few months, about a year later, and then eventually, Tom Marquez and the Baldies and um, some other guy, and uh, Mike Keener took over after we got actual contracts. So the, the the pieces all changed, but you know, and it got harder for those guys going forward as we got bigger, bigger buildings and more shows, and you know, we went from two two shows a weekend to four shows a weekend, so. You know, once it got a little bit bigger, um, it became a lot harder. But I was, I was happy to get off it around circa ninety nine when I signed my first deal.
1: Although you would get double pay, right? Technically, right? Because the ring crew and wrestling. You yeah, but once I got crew. my contract, like that was, the, you know, I got my
0: nightly deal, so I wasn't. It was, you know, the but when once after about a year we were wrestling every night too with you know that pay plus the ring crew pay when we were on it so it was double pay but it wasn't technically double pay because we didn't get as much to do the ring as we did to wrestle it was a little bit the, the price difference is a little bit more so i think i if if, if i'm if i remembering correctly it was i think a buck 50 if we had a match and 75 for the ring a night okay yeah Gotcha. Yeah, so there were nights where we if, if we if we did two shows and we weren't on either of them, we made 150 bucks for the weekend, and we didn't have time to go home. We had to be. There were nights we were in Buffalo shooting promos at Saturday night around three four in the morning, and then we got done, and we had to be in Lauderdale by Monday to help paper the town. So we would drive the ring truck from Buffalo to Fort Lauderdale, be there wow. Monday noon and start putting flyers
1: up, walking the beach, handing stuff out, uh, promoting all week. So there was times we just didn't come home. Wow, that's a lot of responsibility. Just like not only ring Crew, you're kind of like the the marketing guys too. Well, we we you know we 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 did we 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 wore a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, of hats. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: We, did. we did. Did Paulie appreciate you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it, you know, like I said, it wasn't we we were part of it. There was other guys, you know. The, There was guys that drew the merchandise van and they did the shirts. I know Guido had his job, you know, at the studio, you know, and I think he even sent stuff out. Like he was, there was a crew of guys that were the ones who sent the shirts out and the tapes out. And so everybody had like more than more, you know, did more than one thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we were the only guys doing a bunch of stuff. There was a lot of guys that were just doing a lot of different things. Um, You know, so it wasn't, it was it was a it was a real true mom pa startup thing and 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 there was a
1: lot of different people wearing a lot of different hats that made it work. It seems like everybody had a couple jobs. Like if yeah, somebody's absolutely. doing the t shirt, somebody's doing the poster. Somebody. It seemed like that's just like I guess you said mom and pop esque or whatever. Like everybody's got to do something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In the beginning, it was a lot of, you know,
1: it was a lot of us. You know, you top guys
0: were your top guys, you know what I mean? But even, even Taz, you know, he designed a lot of the shirts and he did a lot of, and the school was a, it was a storage bin, basically a storage bin for almost every barely legal poster and hardcore heaven poster that we had and a lot of the shirts. And, and so, you know, like I said, everybody, and I, I know that Bubba booked buildings and I know, yeah. you know, so everybody did something outside of what they, you know, what they were as, you know, uh, other than being a wrestler.
1: With ECW, like, everyone always says, like, oh, they had such a drug culture, or, or like, when you first got there, were you kind of surprised of anything backstage, or was it same old, same old? Because if you go to WBF, they supposedly had a bad culture of somas and all those other prescription stuff. So, I mean, it seemed like that just was kind of the rage. Everybody seemed like there was something going on backstage that maybe people weren't normally accustomed to.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, like, we... We, we were lucky. When I was lucky enough, when I was breaking in, one of the first things I did with Team Taz is we were we were at the Manhattan Center when we invaded Raw. So I, I got to see the, the the Raw, the WWE backstage thing before I even had an actual match.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, but it wasn't like, you know, I would imagine that stuff's like, you know, it's almost like in high school when you see, you know, guys smoking weed or something or whatever. Yeah. like there, There's stuff there, but it's just, you know, what, you know, it, you can, you can you can, you can go down one path, you can go down another, you know what I mean? Like the peer pressure is going to be there no matter what you do in life. Um, So I don't think it was like necessarily, I mean, it was amplified because it's wrestling and you're, you know, it's on the road and people, you know, had whatever it was, but like, you know, ultimately decisions on you, what you're going to um, what you're going to do and partake in, you know, and, and,
1: and, you know,
0: that's, it's, 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 everybody's individual decision to make what what they get involved in. So, I mean, you know, those kind of things are going to be there no matter where you are in life or whatever you do, like in football, if, you know, those guys can go like, you know, guys getting the needle before, before game, you know, if, if, yep. they, if they don't feel their need, they won't realize they're tearing it up more, you know, that's a personal decision. So the same thing in, in this too, it was, you know, the stuff was obviously was there, um, but it was up to you what you chose to partake in. And, and, and I'm never really, you know, and I'm not, putting anybody down but i didn't have a a, um a uh, addictive personality and and you know i like to tip a few after a show if we were at a club sure i'd have a few drinks and maybe you know one or one or seven but you know that was you know that was a that was a limit to it but i you know but as the other stuff that was never really my deal but i hung around a lot of people that were and
1: again i'm not judging anybody it's just
0: your individual choices are your own
1: why do you think it's just everyone thinks ECW they always think like oh crazy is it because they're equating what they saw in the ring to the backstage is that why wow. a lot of people do that I think a lot of people um publicly um
0: had downfalls or pitfalls or um or things that were just attached to that and I think that became publicized and I think that that gave a stigma also you know ECW was you know at the time wwe and wcw were more they were more it was a more family family orientated thing we were more anti-establishment in your face almost like a kiss concert in a wrestling ring rock and roll all night party every day and, and 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 it was like just in your face and i think a lot of those things contributed to the stigma that came with it and you did have a lot of you know and it wasn't like it was a it was a it was a very a more relaxed locker room too so people that were involved in it you know a WWE call time could be 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. An ECW call time is five o'clock. So you could go out to three, four, five in the morning and still get eight hours of sleep if you really wanted to and get to work on time. Uh, I think it's a lot of, I think it was a lot of just a different, different bunch of different areas uh, got to that stigma that, that gave it that, 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 um, that feel. But again, it, ultimately that's everywhere and it's ultimately your decision on what you do and, 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 and what you're about. But yeah, there was a lot of guys that, that definitely burnt the candle, um, on birth en- both ends in the ECW for sure.
1: Was that the best locker room you've been a part of?
0: Absolutely, hands down. You know, like I can't imagine w- we exchanged Christmas presents with each other. You know what I mean? Like the whole locker room, it was, it was definitely a family, and it was, you know, you, you had you had egos too, and guys didn't get along, but ultimately. You know, it's like your brother or your sister, you want to punch them in the face, but if, you know, if somebody <laughs> messes with them, you're going to get their back. So, yeah, it was definitely the best locker room and it, that you could be involved in because you're with each other all the time. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as cutthroat as the wrestling business that I would come to know later on would be in, in conniving and conniving and stuff like that. I just think it was the overall best. I was lucky to be a part of that locker room at that time for sure.
1: As you're like kind of moving up, are you suggesting, like, hey, I could do the vertigo thing or the boring thing, or I want to be a womanizer? Like, is that Paul Lee? Is that you? Is that collaboration? No, it was
0: the original idea was um, Roadkill had done Roadkill was uh, Kingpin had come out, so Roadkill was um, going to be Amish, and my thing was I was they wanted me to be like the other character in Kingpin, but they also Boogie Nights was out, so I was going to be Dirk Doring instead of Danny which was a Dirk Mm. Diggler thing yep um and right when we were about to roll with it Val Venus came out so it just kind of said keep it the same but don't make it exactly the same so I just kind of changed it up and kind of drew from different experiences like people I went to high school with that were that were like that and you know different things I've seen coming up in the clubs and stuff so I just kind of took this this guy and made him just as as much of a, a, I try to make him a lovable scumbag if that if that yeah. makes any sense, and it only really works because I have a partner that's an Amish person who's a devout religious character who's some for some reason just loves to kill chickens, uh, for and for whatever reason it was an ECW thing and it just worked. Yeah, but as we kept going further with it, I wanted to, um, you know, towards the tail end, really, I really wanted to to progress the character and to be more of um a maniacal kind of just like, you know, unhinged, excuse me, unhinged kind of character, just get away from all that and just do something different. Cause it, it would, it would just get stale after a while, you know yeah. what I mean? You can't do yep. the same
1: thing forever. When Lita comes in, Miss Congeniality, you know, obviously beautiful woman, like everybody's kind of focused in her, but did you see like, okay, this girl is actually a little bit different than your normal kind of you know the good looking wrestling chicks at, at this time the, the good looking wrestling women at this time it's like this, she's got something else like the athletic ability she's she's a little bit different than maybe some of the other ones we've seen before the Sunny's disables
0: yeah yeah she came in and she did a tryout match
1: um with another girl
0: and she got the, i think i think she came in to showcase the other girl if i'm not mistaken and mm-hmm. she actually caught the eye of uh of Paul, oh, uh, and they had to put her on a couple of loops with different, different guys to see who, who she had the most chemistry with. And they wound up rolling with us and we were going to do like a, a love triangle angle with me, her and um, Chris Chetty. Uh, Cause me and Chris Chetty had the school thing going on. So we had different layers to that and we did it for a little bit. And to be honest, the chemistry was really, really what got us over uh, as a team. It really helped us progress me and roadkill um, so much so that I, I don't, I don't think we we came anywhere close to recapturing that with Electra later on to the point where we actually asked Tommy if we could just do our thing. So we're going to sink or swim as a team, just me and him. But at that time, yeah, she was a definitely a different, you know, and then you had, you know, because you usually in ECW you just had valets. And this is before, you know, now, you know, women just are, you have so many tremendous women athletes in the ring. But back then you didn't see as much as more valets on the outside and then you had her and then you had Jazz come in. And that was a, old, a really, really good dynamic and different. But we didn't have a lot of women to work with, so Jazz wound up just wrestling you know, with the guys all the time. And they never really they, – they did a lot of house shows together where we did stuff where they wrestled together. But you really didn't see anything, I don't think, until WWE with them working together. But they did a lot of house shows, but Jazz wound up working. And we were slowly bringing her into that fold before she left. So she was doing more and more every other um, – every other month or something we were pulling out a new wrinkle of what she could do we just weren't able to ever get to the point to showcase all of it where jazz went on later on to be you know basically just running up and down the
1: roster and beating everybody yeah where's the lecture from satin dolls or something where did you guys get her from
0: oh that she was married to big dick dudley at one point um how she got in or where that came from i'm not really sure but she did run, she was, I think she booked the talent at Satin Dolls and was on like several Sopranos episodes or the Bada Bing for yeah. anybody that was, but yeah. yeah, that was, that was, that was her date gig was, 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 was booking those guys. So of course, naturally, a lot of the guys in the Northeast would stop by the Bada Bing after a right. of wrestling.
1: I always thought Shakers was better anyway, which isn't that far down the road. But yeah, I'm
0: yeah, <laughs> not really. Yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't really my scene, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I went a couple of times with the guys, but I, honestly, like, I'm just kind of like, what? why am I? Who, I just, I almost broke my neck for this money. Why am I giving it to this? You know what I mean? I just right. kind of like my thing. I wasn't really into Never really my scene. A lot of the guys. Yeah. 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 Especially in certain towns, but.
1: That's you one know, of those places you realize how cheap you are. like, nah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping the money. This is yeah. great, but I'm keeping the money. Yeah. Yeah, like,
0: oh, I'd like to hand it to you, but I actually hurt my arm last night. So right, I'm going right. to pull it back and put that back where. But, right. yeah, but yeah, but like a lot of the guys were, and, and and you know, the boys are the boys. So they would get hookups there. And, yep. you know, probably, probably, they probably drinking a lot of water down vodka and scotch in those places. But yep. um, whatever, man, you know, like I said, whatever you got to do to unwind and, and relieve that stress.
1: I was just, I was like, she's like, she looks like she's just like a stripper. Obviously they say, you know, they kind of say it, intimate it, but it's always like, where the hell did she come from? But I didn't even realize married to big Dick. That was kind of the connection. I didn't realize yeah, they had
0: I mean, they were not at the time when they were, they were split up at the time, but at one point she was Uh, it's probably where her connection to the business comes in. I would imagine, you know, to, but I don't know exactly how that process comes where, you know, I know that I knew we did an angle where Amy was leaving. So we were going to, we did two angles yeah. where we, 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 we broke it off. One didn't air. One did. Uh, we did one in Philadelphia, and then we did one in I want to say Poughkeepsie, um, and then and then the next night, or the the one we filmed actually with Electra was when Don Callis brought her to the ring and offered her uh, wanted to take um, Amy to Vince as and a part of the deal he would give me Electra, and we shot this big angle and this whole thing, and they never aired that one. So, they just had Jazz knock Amy out. The one that aired was Jazz knocked Amy out with a chair in Poughkeepsie. And then Electra just was there. There she was. So, it was, um, but like, I I was like, Who, who's that? I remember joking. I was like, who's that? And Tommy's like, your new valet. I was like, I just kind of was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, yeah, but it was like I said, we, we, it wasn't the same chemistry. I didn't think it was anyway. Neither roadkill. So, we just kind of went to Dreamer one day and pitched the idea that we could we should, we would like to just be us. And he didn't really necessarily hate it, but he didn't love it either. And he was kind of like, well, if it doesn't work, you know, so we were like, there was a, will, a chance we we bet on ourselves, basically.
1: Is Dreamer the most like sarcastic person you've ever met? He seems very, you know what I mean? Like that, not sarcastic, but it's almost like, I don't know, he's very like calm, but he's jokey but he's, like, very, like, he'll say a joke, but he'll be very straight-faced about it. You know, he's like, that's your mon- valet. Like, he's a wise-ass. Like, that's your he's valet. He's got
0: a monotone. He's got a very yeah. monotone thing, and there's no, you can't figure him out sometimes. If you're not around yeah. a lot, he's got a very, yeah oh, well, stupid, this is the way it goes. You have to yeah. do it this. Like, you, you never know really. But if you're around him long enough, you can figure it out. But he's he never changes his cadence. You know what I mean? Yes, he's very, yes. so you don't really know where he's at. If he's mad, if he's pissed off, if he's, if he's uh if he's if he's uh in a good mood or a bad mood it's, it's just a very monotone way of talking. Here's the deal ten minutes with your entrances, you go up at your finish, blah 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 blah. Like that's basically a Tommy dreamer <laughs> giving you your match for the night. And that yeah. never changes.
1: Yeah. yeah he always has that that straight laced but he's sometimes he's joking but it it's funny. Yeah. It's a funny story. I just did a show last Friday we did a six man in in Long Island for a
0: group called Outlaw Wrestling. And I'm over all the guys except for Tommy, and I literally called the match. Go Here's what he's going to say. He's going to come over and go, here's what we're going to do. You're going to come in, bump, bump, bump bumpity bump. You bump out. I'll hit you with my deal. One, two, three. Yay, boo. That's it. And they were kind of like looking at me, because I never met these guys before. And he comes over and basically calls it, just like I said it. And they're trying not to laugh, because they're hearing this to him call the match in The voice that I just made, made uh an yeah. impression
1: of, and they're like, Oh my god, dude, you just <laughs> nailed
0: it spot on. I'm like,
1: I know you perfect, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I said that's, a, that's a, exactly how I envision it, but that's great though. Uh, he basically hasn't changed, nope, not even a little bit, not in, the,
0: not in the 20s. She was 20, uh, 96. so not in the 26 years I've known him.
1: It's funny, like, he hasn't changed, and then you look at Lita, like, Okay, she's a star. She didn't... She just wrestled. What was it a month ago? Whatever. She just wrestled um, a big match. I mean, the Saudi match, right? Yeah. More things change. More things stay the same.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's it's funny, man, because it's it's been she's it's been a long time. It's probably been let's see, like I mean, she's been around just as long as I have. So you you got to figure close to you know you're talking about two and a half decades in the business, and you're going to Saudi to do a show, man. It's you know it's a crazy world, man. It definitely is. Like I never I never really thought, you know, twenty six years later twenty six years later we'd still be talking about or um, you know, mentioning ECW. I mean, obviously the time you wish it was a long or it was gonna be around that long, but you know, after it ended in two thousand one, no way in the world would I have thought that, you know, in two thousand twenty three, um, I'd be doing interviews and talking about and um, you know, um ECW would still be a big thing, you know, despite the fact that you know it's it's one of those things that was again as part of a legacy it's part of something that will never die and it's pretty cool to be a part of something like that absolutely
1: when you're there and you're feuding with i guess chetty and nova for for a long period of time are you thinking like okay th- this is great everything's going great you're thinking like wow this feud's been going on a while I mean, it's like this is like uh jimmy valiant versus paul jones here i mean it's going on forever
0: no, I mean, I, you know, it was something that like those matches were so were so good, and we just wanted to top them. I and mean, we, we were watching, I, I said, I said this to somebody recently, we, we were watching uh, um, what Edge and Christian and Hardy's were doing at the time, and that was kind of our jump off point. We looked at we, we want to top that now, we want to top that. We never got to a uh uh we never got to a creative platform where we were able to do a tlc or something like that but those are the two teams that we were watching and we said we can do what they're doing and we can beat what they're doing and that was kind of our inspiration in those matches and and we had a lot of good chemistry with those guys um probably one of the best chemistries we had at any teams that we we faced in in ecw so we never thought it was going on too long and we thought you know eventually would be it would lead to doing something with um you know, eventually, uh, maybe me and Chris would have been teamed up somehow, or or some kind of a conge- uh, a conglomerate or a group or a stable or whatever faction. Um, But you know, like those, we we really enjoyed working together um, because we we knew we could raise the bar and we were going to try to
1: do it every time we went out there. So York and Matthews are there. The FBI. Who's like some of your just other favorite opponents? I guess just throwing it out there. Yeah, FBI. Guys? Um, FBI hands down. Um
0: my our favorite. my me and Rokio will will talk and people ask us and we'll we we do not even hesitate. Um Guido, Mamaluke together with Big Sal was probably our favorite team to wrestle ever. We love wrestling with Tracy, obviously. The Tracy and Guido but the the the, the faction of um of Big Sal, Mamaluke and Guido, we just had something that we could, you know, the match that we beat them for the titles in Manhattan was probably one of the worst matches we had with them, which mm-hmm. is and people love this people like that. Yeah, good so match, cool. yeah. So we had, you know, even on an off night, we'd have a good match with them. You know, we didn't have that same chemistry with a lot of people, but with them, it was, that was definitely hands down our, 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 our best opponents that we could work with
1: for sure. And it's funny, Tracy wouldn't think of him like as an ECW guy, but he fit in there, you know, like glue, you know, like glue, whatever. He just fit in perfectly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tracy was, he was a godsend. He really was. And, you know, um i say it all the time the guy held three hour workouts before every match critiqued us watched us trained you know like to have a guy like that who didn't have to all he really had to do was show up for work and do what he had to do and go home but he was loved the business so much and loved the young guys so much that he was there every day and it you know two or three hours before doors opened he was running basically wrestling seminars every day and it's hard not to absorb something from that you know what i mean so we were very fortunate, and when people would other see that, with people would be inspired. We get Tommy Rich over, we get, you know, Shane Douglas over, we get, you know, whoever. Like they'd just come over and go, you know what? That's a good idea, but maybe tweak it with this. So you, you, to have that every day is, it's, 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 it's almost like one of the perks of the business. It's almost like having like a, a perk package at work. You know what I mean? Like you know, yep. you get your your medical, your dental, your vision, and then you get a
1: seminar from Tracy Smothers. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's awesome. a perk, just a perk. What did you think? As like, I know you're winning the tag titles. Do you think like you finally made it? Is that like the high point when you win the tag titles? It was a big moment for sure because it was in
0: Manhattan, um, and we, Kill and I are both local guys. He's from Long Island. I'm from New Jersey. So to have people in the house to see that, um, you know, despite the fact that obviously it's it's a it's a work and and, and whatever, but to get that accolade um, in your hometown from and starting off homegrown guys starting off, you know, basically made from inside the company to come up and do that was a a pretty special moment. And I think unprecedented, you know what I mean? You have your own homegrown guys come in and win your world championships. Um, And it was a big moment because it validated those train rides. It validated those car rides, it validated those $150 weekends. It validated sleeping on a, on a, on a, on a park bench. It validated all of that. It made, you know, it made everything worth what you what you put yourself through to get to that point uh, that the company believed in you to to, to to give you that accolade at that particular moment in time. So, yeah, it was definitely a very personal, very, uh, very, very um, emotional part uh, night
1: for both of us. So is there any talk like from Heyman like, OK, this is what we're going to do or you won the titles and he doesn't give you like direction of, of where you're headed necessarily? We, we were, I don't, I don't know if we, if,
0: if, if we're getting it from him or Tommy at this point, but we, we just hear rumors. So we, we, you know, we we've heard rumors that we're going to win the championships times before that. And it never, you know, there was one time we were going to, we were going to do a, I think a title change in Canada. We were at uh, uh, Mississauga. We were supposed to be the FBI there and, and do a title change to pop the house. And we, they literally change it in the gorilla position. Um, so you know, even when we won them in Manhattan, we really didn't know. Like, you know, I'm waiting for the change to come, you know, what I mean, all day. So I'm not getting too high and not getting too low. Um, after that, to my knowledge, we were supposed to wrestle a, a three-way with Mikey and DeGiri and the new impact players, which would have been Carino and just Incredible. Um, and then I was I I was told we were we we're gonna go in the direction where I turned on roadkill and became a heel. Um, and then do something after that, but I don't know that you know how true or that is, or I just it wasn't a direct, absolute positive thing. But that was, I heard that's where we were going with it because we had done we had been teaming so long and we weren't going to have um the tag team shelf life or um run like a Dudley boys or an eliminators or anything like that. So I think that our team had run its course and that's where we were going and that's where we were heading. And that's kind of the plant the seed that was been planted. For a long time before that, it was his growing popularity and me starting to get jealous over it. And then boom. But we never got to that point. I think we're the only team. I think one of the only teams in ECW that didn't wind up breaking up. Well,
1: there was a few, but. It always you know. seems like that's like the generic thing to do for tag teams. Yeah, because you see the success of the Rockers or whatever. So like, oh, let's just break them up. And like, that seems like the generic tag team thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, but we there's a lot of things that we you know in that we could have done in singles matches too in different different directions, and we had done some singles matches while we were a team to see to kind of test that, Um, not against each other, of course, but you know against other guys to see what you know what we could do with singles matches. But I think that's the direction we were going. We just never got there. We never even got to that next match. That was it. Yeah, the, the we did one title defense on pay per view, and then the company kind of slowly fizzled
1: out after that. I was gonna say, did you sense that? Did you know you were headed towards uh, the abyss? No, no idea. Even when the there's a curtain call that we did in
0: the um that that uh, Arkansas um loop, where Sam and brought everybody out, and everybody had a beer, and they played the music. And I'm like, what? What's? I don't know. I don't understand what's happening here. What's going on? And they're like, well, this is it. I'm like, sure, whatever, because I just didn't. It just didn't even occur to me. And there was, you know, there's. There was rumblings and you know and stuff like that but i i never i never bought into it i was like this just i mean just it's not gonna happen whatever we'll figure it out and then it just that was actually that was actually it but i didn't I, I really didn't even think it was at the time i remember turning to joey matthews and joe and christian york who were new at the time and they were very what's happening i don't even say i was like don't even sell this don't
1: even sell for it don't even listen to it we're fine and i was wrong did you think like okay like what the hell's going on here? Like what, what? was the thought process when it's officially over? Like obviously shell shocked. Oh, uh, I had guys calling me. Like you know, uh, are we uh, that had called the building and said the pay
0: per view was still booked for February or whatever it was? And I was like, okay, you know, like, the, would you have you heard anything? We haven't heard anything. There's no, there's no shows. There's no house shows. But the Hammerstein still says we have this building. I'm like, dude, I don't know. And they they just assumed because I was tight with Tommy Dreamer that. I knew all the inner inner and outer things are going on at ECW, and I didn't. We never, me and Dreamer never had and still don't have those conversations about the business. We're just very, we're just friends. We have conversations like friends on, we don't, I don't ever, I never ask, I never talk, we never, you know, about that kind of thing. And I didn't know anything then, and I still don't. Um So, yeah, I had no idea it was coming, um, and I was just kind of sitting home. I was like, okay, there's two weeks have gone by, and we're not on any shows, and, you know, just kind of, Holding on hope until, you know, it wasn't really it wasn't it wasn't until we saw Paul on Raw that we were like, oh, OK, so I guess we're, you know, Splitsville. And, you know, even then I was kind of like, oh, maybe he's doing something there to, you know, to to kickstart the, you know, the, you know, the name again or whatever.
1: But it just wasn't it. Did he ever say anything to the troops like one last hurrah or no? Because he wasn't at the final shows, right? No no, he didn't come to the final
0: shows no there was no uh there was anything like that um that um he didn't he, there wasn't any kind of um like last minute like speech or anything so yeah it was just uh those last two shows like i said it wasn't at that point it wasn't uncommon for him to not be there it wasn't like he just blew off the you know it was, so it, was it was a lot of b shows that he would you you would see right. him at t v so it wasn't like uncommon. so again it wasn't like I was at the house shows and going it well, was where's Paul at where's paul and it wasn't you know so it was just you know we just got done with that Arkansas loop and got our you know in and, and got on our planes and went home and that was it any money owed Yeah but you know like everybody is you know what I mean but you know it, it's it's there was this myth that we all worked for free this whole time you know what I mean it was you know and and that's that's not true it, there was there was a couple periods where the checks weren't coming in and and then once in the beginning and I didn't really feel a sting from that because I wasn't under contract. And then at the end, so I just figured it was something that would just, you, we would just overcome. Um, but it wasn't like I was owed this like monstrous amount of money that, um, you know, that I behold some kind of, like I said, you know, I, I, I let go of being, um, you know, first I was upset and then I was angry and I let go of all that years ago. Like I don't, it's not healthy to carry any of that along, you know, around with you. There's just no point to it. There's nothing. There's nothing that's going to help me now or or do anything. It's just, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, you know, I'm I've figured out how to move on my life and become successful. So I don't. I but was there money Oh Sure, but it wasn't like this monstrous amount that was going to be life changing to me either way. Hmm.
1: It seems like a lot of guys sometimes know the amount of money and all you know all this other stuff you know you get that that kind of stuff yeah yeah they know the exact penny to you know and
0: and, and that's always funny to me but you know at the same time like once we got on the indies we were making more money on the indies for you know you have that window but we're rokel and i were making like insane money on these independents for the first year and a half where i think i made almost double what i would have made in ecw wow So i mean half a dozen six of the other you know what i mean so
1: yeah
0: um you know like i said there was a money owed sure but it, the exact amount i couldn't even
1: tell you like I, I really wouldn't even know so i'm guessing never talked to paul again after that I, I mean besides wb never really talked to him up until wb never had any conversation with him about um anything ecw or financially or you know
0: anything like that um just a couple of conversations in wwe nothing like um but again very very brief like nothing you know nothing uh nothing that uh nothing to speak on to be honest as far as like you know we didn't have a personal relationship so you know it wasn't you know it was just um hey you know high bye kind
1: of thing basically right. so as we head towards the finish head towards the wind down here what's next for the superstar What what's next for you just uh you know just
0: I, i'm doing a lot of uh i'm doing a lot more wrestling in the last year than i i thought i'd be doing at this point to be honest and And it's like, it just keeps bringing me back in, man. You know what I mean? So this ISPW thing has been great. You know, it's, 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 it's local to the house. I don't have to get on a plane, which is, you know, you know, which I I might look to do in the summer again, but with COVID, it was rough. I was getting some offers, but you know, there's a lot more and I can kind of pick and choose. And there's some places I, I wouldn't mind seeing again or going to and, but, Hey, you know, for the most part, man, I'm having a I'm having a good time right now doing this thing, you know, over at ISPW with Tommy Fierro and those guys, and it's been kind of like my home now for the last several months, and it's been a good time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that wave out and, you know, knock off these um these contenders and w- whatever. I think we have like, I, I guess they're contenders. I don't know. I think we got a, a like a Ghostbuster. We have a vegan. I don't know. Like I don't I don't. I don't know what what's going on in that locker room, but again, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to work with. It's, it's been a lot of, uh, it's, been, like I said, it's been a resurgence. It's been refreshing and, and, and I don't need to do it. So I wouldn't do it if I didn't love doing it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm in shape enough that I can do it at a, at a, at a decent enough level. And my kids can see it live instead of watching it on a really horrible peacock app,
1: mm-hmm. which is, which
0: is, which is, which is, which is, which is, which is cool to be able to do. That's, that's really my favorite part about all of this is that my kids can see it live instead of, you know, say, well, daddy used to do this, you know, like, you know, like pulling out my Al Bundy tapes or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's been the best part. But like I said, and and having a lot of creative freedom and just being like, you know, just having fun doing something and, and that, you know, that I don't have to take as, um, is a life, or you know, like I, I need to make it now, or I'm not gonna. I don't have any. There's none of that pressure, none of that on me, none, none, nothing. I just, I'm literally just having a blast being a professional wrestler in 2022, which is something. If you were to ask me in 1996, I don't know that I'd have that. I'd be wrestling in 2021, 2022. Are you kidding me? So right.
1: I don't. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, just having a blast, man want To mention, of course, wrestling.com Get the tickets on sale 325 in Totowa, New Jersey. You defending the title against Justin Carino, ispw man. They're uh, you know, they're creeping up there, they've been doing some great stuff. Love what you're doing there. Maven is such a good little addition for you. You know, you got Crowbar, HC Loke. I mean, it, I, I'm loving the uh the nostalgia guys too love
0: love me some crowbar love me a lot of those guys up there loke and all those guys man bull james and you know just having a like like i said like and it's getting a buzz we're getting some buzz out there you know what i mean with the this whole busted open thing is helping us too and and uh dave labraco's and, and and the crew out there supporting supporting the product and we're getting a lot of eyes on us you know we're just uh tommy just inked something to do with connor's cure coming up yep. um so there's a lot of good stuff coming out i mean i mean it's just not just not you know it, it, it's good for a lot of different people a lot of different organizations man we're, we're definitely making a buzz and i'm happy to be the the flag bearer of that um i take that responsibility very seriously and 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 i think that there's really nobody more capable or worthy of that honor and distinction than myself if i could say that with absolutely the most humble and modest of tones and, and opinions of myself and and i will barry with myself and pat myself on the back nice. um but yeah like i, I you know and and I think that they're very lucky to have a talent like myself to carry that flag bearer. And it's just, you know, unfortunately, and I feel bad. I like Justin Carino. He's a good little kid, but it's just not in the cards for the guy. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, he'll have other things to do. He'll have other opportunities. He's a young kid, but you know, ISPW is on the rise, man. We're having a, a, a and 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 we're going to keep trending in that direction.
1: Before we let you go, where can everybody find you? Your social media and everything like that.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do much. I don't have the Instagram. I keep my socials. Uh, my my Facebook is my. I kind of keep that to you know people that I know and whatever. So my Twitter is my only real one that you can get me on, and that's um, at Sugar Mask, which is just Sugar Mask at Sugar Mask. I don't have any obvious. Uh, please remember me. I'm an ECW original in the headline or anything it's just in fact i don't really i think i have ec dub in there somewhere but it's very non-obvious very hard thing if you don't if you don't know who i am it's going to be hard to find but yeah it's at sugar mask uh i don't have nothing um you know and i'm not i'm not i'm not I'm not, a, I'm not a huge mark for myself in that period of time as much as uh as much as um i should probably should be but like i said it's not like, if you want to find me cool if you want to if you want to at message me cool all that kind of stuff i respond to it all but i'm not really uh I'm not really that um ECW dependent on myself as as
1: as some might be. Yes. That's not a bad thing, just that's just who I am. And of course, go to ISPWWrestling.com for more. And if you're in Stockholm, New Jersey, if you're in North Jersey, hit up the wrestling collector store. You will not regret it. Good stuff. Yeah, going I have to on get up there. there myself. I haven't been there yet. So I'm gonna get up there oh, myself. Soon. Damn, I I got some uh some rare Hogan stuff from Tommy. So anything on the wall behind that. you? Is that a
0: To the to the your right of WrestleMania six is that WrestleMania five?
1: Yes, yes, I'm jealous. I actually, you probably can't see it, but Tommy got me a a rare Hulkamania ticket from his last tour in Europe. I don't, I think he, oh no, he got it from Jimmy Hart. So I, I got yeah, yeah, Jimmy topic, was but... show a
0: couple. Yeah, he was at one of those shows a couple of weeks ago, oh,
1: months ago, about well, a month so ago. I was like, oh my god! It's like is this the Hulkamania ticket from his last tour in Europe in '93, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, I want that. That's so pretty... I got that. I got a couple other cool stuff. To- it was. Are those DVDs over your left shoulder, or are those VHS? Uh, you got VHS on the top and then DVDs down below. Yeah, nice. that's like what? a roadkill
0: collection. That's like that's a road that's a roadkill thing. The v- oh the, yeah, the VHS. He's yes. got the VHS and the yeah, that's his that's his thing. That's I got pretty, some Polystone right.
1: videos. Yeah, it's some Hulkamania. Got to have yeah. some
0: Polystone yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Piledriver on 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 vinyl though? No, I don't. I wish I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's another. I got to get a vinyl. I have to get a record player because I I need, I can't get that on CD anywhere. So I gotta I gotta I, I need uh, my Sunlight when I blast Demolition and Jive Soul Bro and yes. the window with the, with yes. the windows down.
1: Yes, I wish the demolition is the greatest theme of all time. I don't care what anybody says. My son acts like he's embarrassed, but I think he
0: secretly wants
1: me to blast demolition with the yes. windows down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
0: won't admit it, but he does.
1: I, I could definitely see that. But, uh, Danny, thank you so much for all time. Appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Thank you. I surprised. It was, was a lot of fun. Thank you. I can't believe we did an hour and 17 minutes after the little mishap earlier. So, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it.
1: Brother